0: Welcome to the Body Smart Podcast, where we remove roadblocks to fitness and health to empower you to master your health habits. We help you become body smart. Pain is a pain. It gets in our way. It makes it so that we can't do all the things that we love to do and it keeps us um, kind of in this cycle of less activity, less movement and wanting to you know, be more and more sedentary. So it's a, a pretty pernicious thing because it is you know, self-perpetuating. The, the more we feel like we're injured, the, more, the less we move. And then the more injured we really become, the more debilitated from the injury we become. So we like to help keep people moving, keep people on the road so that they don't get beat down, broken down, and stop moving. So we want to talk about three key things today um, about injury. First is that injured mindset. Second is how to manage niggles. When you do start to have aches and pains creeping up, How do we stop them before they're in injury? And then how do we help you quickly lessen pain when you do have pain, when you do have a problem? um, What should we do to get rid of that quickly? So that's what we're going to hit today. um, Let's talk about the injured mindset. So what does that mean to have an injured mindset? Um, There's a lot of people that feel broken, that feel like, oh, I have bad knees or bad hips or bad feet or that feel like. Previous injuries are still um, nagging them or people who feel like, oh, this is hurting. It must mean that there's a problem or damage or that I'm in some way fundamentally broken. And we have to get over that mindset. Pain is just your body's way of communicating with you that something is either not right or that you're, you're not sufficiently strong or sufficiently capable of doing that activity to the degree that you just did it. So it's just a communication tool from the body. It's not necessarily a a, a warning sign. Um, it can be, but it, it's more of a, a communication tool so that you can then do the things that you need to do to prevent that from being a problem so that you can stay healthy, stay active, stay fit, and do all the things you love to do. So that, I think, is one of the key, key, Items that people need to be aware of is um, that that they keep moving, that they don't have that mindset of oh I'm broken or I should stop moving because I've had that injury um, or, or you know e- even just pain or problems. Oh my knee swelled up a little bit after my run. I'm going to take the next few days or a few weeks off. Um, even though that seems logical, the best thing to do actually would not be to take time off, but but to modify, to to just change up how you're doing it. So change up the load, the type of run, or the type of exercise to to strength train and things like that. So that's that's what we want to talk about next. Then that second point of okay, if I have this injured mindset, then what do I do then when I start to have those niggles, those you know little pain problems that creep up? Because that's a universal thing. Um, with anyone that leads an active lifestyle, you're gonna have some soreness. You're gonna have some muscles that feel tight. You're gonna have some of those problems. And so we need to lean into that pain instead of shy away from that pain. Um, If your knees hurt when you run downhill, you probably should do some strengthening and train more on the downhill running so that that doesn't happen instead of shy away from downhill running. Hopefully that makes sense. But that mindset shift of leaning into the pain and saying, okay, because that hurts, what do I need to do to change it so that that's not a problem for me in the future instead of just avoiding those types of behaviors, right? So managing those niggles then means doing, doing exactly that, saying, okay, if my knee swelled up or you know, my, my feet hurt after a run, they're sore, or my calves feel tight after a run, um, how do I lean into that, what, what do I do to, to manage that and eliminate that. So you can definitely do some, you know, hands-on things that help it feel good in the moment that can loosen things up and make it feel more comfortable to run or to walk. So, you know, the hands-on stuff, we will often do like scraping people's legs and calves out here in the clinic. Um, we, you know, recommend like the compression boots can help a lot of people, especially if you get swelling in your legs um, and joints, uh, the compression boots can be helpful um, just kind of self-massage, electrical stimulation can help if it feels a little bit more intense. All those things can be helpful at managing those niggles, but none of them really do much for getting rid of it. It's just kind of reducing the pain so that you can move. The real way of getting rid of those niggles is to keep moving and and you know prevent them from becoming a bigger problem. So the best way to manage it is to, again, lean into it. So, okay, my calf is sore. I need to strengthen my calf so that it's not so much load on the calf to to run so that then I'm less fatigable and I can run further, faster, or the same amount even. It's just going to be less wear and tear in my body, so my calves will feel less tight. Um, Because a walk around the block didn't make my calves feel tight. So how do I train myself in a way to make – that run that I just did feel more like a walk around the block, right? So it's building up and it's going to take time. It's not a quick, quick fix usually. So what happens if those kind of niggles and that tightness starts to feel a little bit worse and you're worried about an injury or you feel like you have an injury, it's been nagging, it's it's there for a little while. Well, for, first off, the first thing you should do, honestly, is reach out here in Geneva and let us know that this is happening, even at the sign of just niggles of like, eh, my calves are a little tight. It's a good question to drop that that comment or that question in Geneva so that we can get you the help right away. Because if we can help a problem, um, usually within the first few hours to first day, it usually takes only a few days to resolve that problem. If we can get it within the first week or two, it only usually takes a week or two to a month to get rid of that, depending on the severity. If we get it within the first month, it usually takes about three months. If, if it takes longer than that, if you've had that pain for longer than you know three or six months, it usually takes longer than three to six months. It's closer to that six-month mark for most injuries um, before you're feeling really back to where you were. And for things that people have waited for years to overcome, it usually takes about a year to overcome that. So the faster that you can get in and start resolving that issue, the faster we can get you past that problem. So that's why making that comment immediately when you first feel those signs of problem, if you can comment about that in Geneva so that you can reach out to us, we can start the process of interrupting what's causing the pain and removing it. So. That's probably the quickest way to lessen your pain, is just start getting the right type of help as quickly as you possibly can. Um, the next thing then, some some more kind of tactical strategies for that of, of what you can do, um, is to, to do active movement solutions. A lot of people want to do stretching or things like that. So uh, stretching, there's really just no evidence that stretching really does anything very helpful that lasts for more than a minute or two. So it can feel good for a minute or two. I would argue that a lot of the time, depending on what the problem is, you're just creating more damage than you're helping. Um, Most running injuries are from a repetitive use type thing. It's from repetitive overload um, of that tissue, not necessarily overuse, but overload of that tissue beyond what its current capacity is and so stretching that isn't really going to help a loading problem right the the feeling of tightness you're getting is just increased calf muscle breakdown because it's controlling that repetitive pounding so stretching it out isn't going to help because it's not a lack of range of motion problem it's not a a true tightness problem it just feels tight because there's a lot of tissue breakdown so it swells up a little bit and then. That, that feeling of fullness and tightness and, and um, like pain and irritation when you move is more from the, the swelling in, the, in, in your calf. Um, so if we can do more to keep it moving, flush that swelling and fluid out of there, we're going to get way more relief than a static stretch that really hasn't been shown to do much. So active movement, and there's a couple different types of active movement that we recommend. When it's really, really sore and painful, um, what, whatever joint that is, that's, we usually start with isometrics, so just a static hold. So if your hamstring, you tweaked your hamstring and it really hurts, doing some kind of static hold, and it really depends on how aggressive you can be with that, with how much pain you're having. But, so you can do a single leg bridge is an example for the hamstring where you just hold that single leg bridge and really dig that heel in and try to pull your heel heel toward your bum as you're bridging up your body. Um, that can be really, really helpful at turning that muscle on for about five to 10 seconds and then off, and then on again for five to 10 seconds. That's been shown the isometric holds and that contract, relax um, over and over again. has been shown to really help interrupt a pain reflex loop that we get Where we have pain, so we reflexively tighten that muscle to, to, you know, guard against pain. But then that makes it more sensitive to pain because it's so taut. And so then when we move, it triggers more pain signal because the body's like, oh, what's going on? We're, We're moving this thing again that I've tightened up so that we wouldn't hurt it. And so it's not that that causes more tissue damage to move. And I think that's an important thing in that injury mindset to remember, too more movement doesn't necessarily mean more tissue damage. So it's okay to move. In fact, it's the best thing you can do to move because so It's gonna flush out that fluid and things like that. So we start usually with a, a low movement exercise that's just turning that muscle on and off and on and off till the, the intensity of the pain reduces a little bit. We turn the volume down on that pain a little bit. Um, that's where that contract relax. Um, isometric exercise comes in and is very, very helpful in that initial phase um, of, of knocking that pain down, turning the volume down. Once that helped turn the, the volume down, next step then is to do high repetition, low load exercises. Now, I know that totally goes against what we said on Tuesday about strength training and that we need to do a high load, low rep, we're building up the strength, but we're not quite there yet if we have an injury or one of these niggles is starting to get a little bit worse. We want to do more high rep, low load exercise right now just to move that muscle, retrain your brain that it's okay to move it, that this is fine, that it's not causing additional tissue damage. So that's that's a, a brain retraining thing. So we do that high repetition movement just to give it a lot of instances of being like, oh, this is okay. This is okay. We're going to be fine. This is okay. Our brain sometimes takes a lot of convincing that that's going to be just fine. So we do that high repetition, low load. So we're not putting additional strain on the muscle necessarily. We're just moving it. And so the high repetitions also allow a lot of contract relaxed cycles, which help flush fluid out of the muscles and and the, you know, the blood vessels in that surrounding area. Is they mechanically squeeze on those blood vessels that come through the muscles or near the muscles and push that fluid out of there. So that's really helpful in helping your veins to clear out the swelling. And a lot of the time, that's what causes our pain is the swelling. It's not actually the tissue damage that's as irritating as the swelling from trying to clean up the tissue damage, you get some inflammation in there, which causes some swelling. You have this chemical soup um, and, and imagine that chemical soup is more like a soup concentrate that you have to add water to and that's exactly ca- what's going on. We break down the tissue, we have this chemical soup that is really highly concentrated. So the body, uh, just through osmosis, fluid leaches out of our surrounding tissues to balance that out and to dilute it and then we can flush it out better. So it's, it's a natural process. But that's a lot of where our pain's coming from. So if we can flush that fluid through, increase fluid intake, so more water, move those muscles a ton, a ton a ton, it flushes that system out faster, keeps the blood flowing through it faster. So a lot of people will argue that, th- that the inflammation process is actually a good thing, and we want the inflammatory cascade to happen and things like that. And I would, I would agree that that's true. we do need those inflammatory processes to happen to heal but what we don't want is for that to distend the tissues and and cause too much irritation of it. If you can imagine so I sprain my ankle and I get a tear of that ligament holding my ankle together I want it to knit back down as close to the original form of that ligament as possible. If I get a tear and then it swells up it's As it heals, if it stays swollen, it heals loose and doesn't heal knitted down the way it was before. And we see this in a lot of people with chronic instability in their ankles or chronic ankle sprains um, because they don't get rid of that fluid. So I think managing the fluid, increasing fluid intake, so water intake, and flushing that out through active movement, um, that's going to help manage that better, allow it to heal more quickly. Well, that's... Maybe not heal more quickly. It it takes what it takes to heal, but it allows you to get back to moving pain-free and with lower risk of pain problems and future problems. It allows that to happen faster. It's still going to take the same amount of time to stitch that, you know, like for the collagen fibers to create the scar tissue that stitches that down either here or distended like this, right? It's going to take the same amount of time to really heal that. But the recovery time is going to be way different. You can get back to running in a day or two after even a very severe ankle sprain where you're bruised all the way up to your knee. Um, If you keep moving on it that same day of the ankle sprain, you can be back to running within a day or two. Um, You may be a little slower and things like that. You may still be a tender for the first little while. You can get back to running almost immediately. Whereas if you wait, let it swell up, and stay off it, it's gonna swell up more. You're gonna have a lot more pain because it's so swollen and everything's gonna get weaker. It's gonna be a lot harder to come back and your recovery time, even though the healing time of the tissue being you know repaired is gonna be the same, the, the recovery time is gonna be significantly longer. And so that's what we wanna do is shorten that recovery time, get you back on the road. Don't let everything else get weak and debilitated and have all those problems. So let's keep people healthy. Let's keep you on the road, keep you strong. The best way to do that and the best way to quickly lessen pain is to lean into that pain, fix that mindset of being broken toward being, hey, I've got this thing. I'm going to attack it with isometrics if it's really uncomfortable. Low load, high repetition movement to flush the fluid out, and as that starts to feel better and i get back to full activity i want to get back into then the heavy strength training that's going to build up the capacity of that area so i don't get that injury in the first place if i keep getting hamstring niggles or calf niggles i need to strengthen those things so that the load i'm putting on it with my running is well within its capacity that it's no big deal for that muscle and then you won't get that feeling of tightness anymore you won't get that hamstring aching irritation, all those things go away once that becomes easy for you, once the load you're putting on your body during running is well within your capacity. Again, go back to that walk around the block idea. Walk around the block usually, for, for most of us, doesn't cause a lot of pain and irritation because it's well within our ability to walk around the block. And so what we have to do is make the, our daily runs feel closer. It, it won't feel like the walk around the block, but closer to that walk around the block. Hopefully that makes sense. Um, I hit the three main things that we wanted to talk about. I wanted to leave a little bit of room for anybody's questions um, or things like that. If, if you have questions, comments about pain or anything specifically that you're going through, um, I've got... I, have one from um, a group chat that I was just in in, in a Facebook group that I can address um, if, if nobody has any specific questions. But uh, give you a sec to type something out and, and hit that. Um, so, the, the group chat that I was in, one of the people, what they were asking about was, what, are, what stretches should I do? It was kind of a, they posted a meme that was kind of funny about a dog that they trained uh, to s- sniff out who hadn't stretched. Um, and so somebody commented like, what stretches should I do? Somebody else was like, oh, you shouldn't stretch at all. And, and things like that. And so, yeah, like we addressed stretching doesn't really do a ton. And so it's not really worth your time. And so what to do instead of stretching to warm up and cool down, uh, warm up or cool down, or to get rid of those niggles or that, those feelings of tightness is activate those muscles. Um, so before and after exercise, you want to activate those muscles. You want to either do a slow jog to warm up first or a walk to warm up first. I often will bring my band. So my looped band, um, with me, like when I go hit the treadmill or before a run, um, and I'll, I'll do like some sideways steps. I love to do, um, the sideways steps on the treadmill. I'll put the elevation up real high. I'll do sideways backwards. Um, forward steps at a high incline at a really slow pace um, to warm up those muscles to start activating again turning those muscles on and off and on and off so that when I go to run everything's firing the way I want it to. So doing that turning that muscle on and off warming it up before if you have a specific pain problem that's the best way to warm up for exercise. Oh Jordan has a question he says I find it is a day-to-day thing for me some days I feel way more mentally capable of pushing out simple um pushing yeah pushing out simple nagging pain yeah i pain signals so i agree with you jordan it is it is often a daily thing if if you lead an active lifestyle it's pretty common to have little niggles little aches and pains and and to me those are just like i don't know i see it like when when somebody's painting a house the the painter will often go through after a coat and put sticky notes all over the wall of the areas that need to be touched up and that's what I see those niggles as. Instead of like, oh, this, this is a problem or I should stop running because of this. I see that as putting up those sticky notes of where are the areas that I need to cover? What should I do to get back around to this and, and cover up those areas that where there's blemishes or problems, right? So if I'm having those niggles, it's like, okay, I've noticed this same niggle. This is not uncommon in the first few minutes of running. To be like, oh man, my ankle's doing something weird. And then it kind of goes away, and then a few minutes later, you're like, "Oh man, my left glute is kind of tight. What's going on there?" Like, and so you throughout a run, you'll get things that kind of come and go like that. Pay attention to them. Um, sometimes it is just a push through it thing, or a who who knows. Sometimes why that stuff happens, it probably has a lot more to do with like electrolyte balances and things like that, firing off nerves. Um, from just the electrical activity of the muscle firing off the sensory nerves too and causing some weirdness there. Who knows um, why some of those kind of more transient pains come and go, but keep track of the ones that pop up again and again and think, okay, that's always happening to me that my, my right glute tightens up about you know, two miles into a run. Um, or my, you know, my calves feel so sore the next day and it's hard to get out of bed the next morning and walk or things like that. If you notice trends like that, where that always happens, that's something you stick that sticky note on and go, okay, what do I need to do? How do I lean into that then? Um, okay. I need to strengthen my hip more. Um, that's a good time again to drop that question into Geneva. Hey, I have. You know, pain in my hip, two miles into every run, it comes on, it lasts for a while. Um, or any, any ideas of what I should do there? And we can definitely give you some more ideas of, of some hip exercises that would help target that. Again, I would start with the isometrics, maybe even on the trail. Stop your watch if it's really nagging. Um, stop your watch and do some hip isometric holds. So like move your leg around and find that position where it's like, oh yeah, if I stretch that that would be, that's the spot, but instead of stretching it, what I want you to do is activate it. So if you were gonna, you know, if I was gonna pull my arm like this to stretch my, the back of my shoulder, what I'd wanna do instead is I'm gonna hold it here. I'm gonna push my elbow this way and I'm gonna hold it with my hand and I'm gonna hold that for five to 10 seconds and do that repeatedly. You can even hold it here and then hold it this way and pull it across. So You're activating both the the mover muscle and the controller muscle that controls the rate of that movement, right? So doing something like that real time can really help reduce that on the trail. So if your shoulders are getting tight while you're running, you can really work on like clenching it up and then relaxing it down, clenching it up and relaxing it down. And doing things like that, turn that muscle on, off, on, off, that often will help reduce those niggles um, during. But then when you get home, note those niggles, put the sticky note on it, and strengthen the heck out of them so that that doesn't become a problem the next time. All right. Really like your idea of doing some warm-ups that will engage and jumpstart the support muscles around the pain areas. Yep. Psychologically and mentally helps a ton. Yeah. And isometrics, super huge um, for that. But yeah. That's one of my favorite, favorite things uh, to do, especially if I am feeling something somewhere. But often, if I know I'm going to do a longer run or do um, a treadmill run, just because the treadmill is so repetitive, it's so much like of the exact same steps. And that's part of why I like trail running is it's so varied. But it's so repetitive that I know it kind of beats up my hips. And then I feel it in my knee because my hips aren't controlling the positioning of my knee as well so what I found is that if I do that, elevate the treadmill really steep and then walk in all four directions um, it, it just at a slow pace, that really helps activate those muscles. The, so at, like, if I'm not at a treadmill, that's a little bit harder to do, obviously. So that's where the band comes in. So honestly, just in your driveway before you take off on a run or at the trailhead in the parking lot, just put your band on, do those monster walks, so the forward-backward walking, um, the side-to-side walking with the band. Maybe do some of those single-leg standing kicks, all four directions, the four-way hip. Do some of those movements with the band really quick just to wake up those hip muscles and be like, hey, get ready to do your job because we're going to head up this mountain. Um, that that really does help quite a bit um, and, and can be the game changer in making that not come on until mile, you know, Three or four or five or six so it pushes it down the road a little bit before things fatigue and you feel that and then that gives you a little bit more time on your feet still keeping up your training and it allows you to to isolate hey yeah i really do need to strengthen this so at my next strength training session i'm going to hit hips a little bit more calves whatever it is Um, hopefully that's helpful Um, thanks so much for your questions jordan Um, yeah that that idea though of just keeping moving finding a way to keep moving Instead of being broken, that really is the key to overcoming pain. Lean into that pain instead of shy away from it and you'll be able to stay healthy.